When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They feel a freedom that they usually use, like, drugs or alcohol to get. Uh-huh. But, like, I notice it. I notice it especially. Do you need me to do any checks or anything? What I'm going to do is this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, That's good. Oh. Well, I would say we've never, I've never had that feeling of giddiness after a show that people were just like. Because sometimes people go, oh, wow, that was really good. We're like, oh man, I've been transformed. And mm. normally, have you ever seen anybody stay this long? People stay no. this long? No. So, I know it's not. Not a fact. Most people would like to go to bed. Yeah. And do that. But I appreciate your openness and yeah. willingness to engage with everybody because it's, it's very. Uh, yeah, the sense, the things that you were talking about, yeah. that's how I felt about things when I have I've had several people say this is like my version of church and I'm like yeah, yeah. what we think of as a religious experience it's people being together and seeing together. Alan has a, a theological background so he's probably better Sweet. to speak at it than uh, <laughs> oh, Alan, and, and that I'm was very you know interesting something. to hear that that chair is really creaky and I think that you're going to really hear it yeah. in the, in the podcast move. I, I just, maybe you should sit on this. It's really creaky. I won't okay, move. okay, don't move. I didn't know you had a podcast where I would have listened to it. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, somehow that didn't make it in the... In the bio? I mean, I'm such like a multi-hyphenate, but um, basically during the pandemic, like that thing of the yearning for... I'd always wanted to have... I love podcasts. I love like listening to Terry Gross. <laughs> you have your own. I do. Yeah. I, it's called Baptizing Glitter. I've already subscribed. Oh, I just oh subscribed good. To it, so. Yeah, I was uh, when I was preparing to come to the show. That was some of the things that I was looking into, and I was like, "Baptized by Glitter." You have a T-shirt. Yes, I do, and at, like it really was something I always wanted to do. I couldn't find the time, and um, what I wanted was this feeling of, like, at a you know. I really wanted the feeling of like I host salons. Sometimes I love to host like parties in homes like mm-hmm. and with music and performance it's one of my passions i do, did it in new york i do it do it in portland now sometimes there's something about inviting people into a home you know and the history of salons mm-hmm. and so i really wanted this and i loved the conversations that would come out of performance in a home and um so with that vibe i was like who are the people that i would be like on the corner like my happy place mm-hmm. it's like on the corner of like a velvet couch talking to some scintillating artist you know about art and life and everything in between and my life has been really blessed 
with meeting incredible artists and writers and thinkers from around the world. Mm -hmm. And I happen to be the kind of performer that actually a lot of writers like. And I don't know what why that is. I think it's maybe that kind of like Sally Bowles thing. Like they're like essentially introverted. And so there's something about like my extreme extroversion and <laughs> freedom that makes them like sure. feel like they're vicariously... Well, it relieves the burden. I mean, I'm a real introvert. And yeah. hanging around someone that's like, this is what I've been trying to express. And to hear you say the things that I'm, when I'm talking to people about what I do, and people are like, what is a house show? I'm like, you just have to come and feel that connection. And uh, it's just so visceral that it cannot be explained. Yeah. It's literally impossible to tell someone his, here's what it means for two people to sit together, especially an introvert with another introvert. You'd be going, geez, why aren't we sitting together on a couch? But yeah. you're pulling people in was so effective mm, and you. so interesting. And somehow you had a gift for picking out exactly the right people. I love that. And so I didn't know if you were looking at people's response to you yeah, or what you could their tell openness. about people. And so it was really funny to me. Um, on the podcast, I probably shouldn't say names, but the person with the eyebrows and yeah. the two people next yeah. to him. And if you had any idea of what their, you know, journey was, right. their relationship to each other, and all that. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah, like people's. I mean, people. I can. We all can read energy, right? And it just so happens that like we can't all. You don't think? No, I just listened to something. I subscribe I, to 500 podcasts. I, I, I do not think that everyone can do that. I they think cannot. that people are are numb to it. Really? Well, I just listened to this podcast that was talking about making connections with people. It's so interesting because they did a study and said that on average, someone can... It's one way. There's one way and then another. But on average it was 30% of the time could you read the other person, even though you felt like you were vibing. Yeah. That 30% of the time you're getting the right vibe. Oh, really? Where I'm watching you, and I listened to this like a day ago, uh-huh. and I'm, list- I'm watching you, and I'm like, you're hitting this 100%. <laughs> and so that's really remarkable, and to mm. find that, have that combination of the vocal talent that lets you put that into place to make that connection mm. in a way that, you're like, here's this thing you can breathe, and then I'm going to come back down, right? To, to address you, and yeah, and that's special. a beautiful thing to acknowledge because I think I use that in my art a lot. Like because of whatever amount of you know talent I was born with, because of genetics, because my father is a musician, his father w- was a musician as well, and music was in my life. Like I developed a voice. I, I had a voice to start with, and then I kept on working on it. Like so, I am a singer. But I always am using that talent yes. to like put my foot in the door, to wedge, to be like, listen to me, get, like let me get your attention with my voice. And then when my foot's in the door, then like creak it open to be like, okay, and then could we talk about how we're relating to other people, how we're relating to sex, how we're relating to, um, you know, government, how we're relating, how our hearts, how our minds are doing, you know, and, and really do, I do... Um, I love, I love deep spiritual work. I'm a very spiritual person, like at heart. And I love the work of like incredible preachers and incredible rabbis, incredible faith leaders, you know, 
And I do my version of being a preacher, which is about like glitter and glamour and then like true heart opening and connection. Cool. <laughs> well, that's such a space as more and more people are deconverting and you yes. see pe- things dropping away. Yes. People not meeting in these places. Yeah. That it leaves a gap, even yeah. if it fills a place in someone's heart to say, I don't want to be part of that. What yes. is our institutions change? Yes. How do we get back together? And so every what time am I, I part think, of? Yeah. this is so much work to do these shows, but then I'm like, Oh, no, it's God. God's work. You, you are doing and, uh, it. People say that all the time. This is church to me. Yeah. And that that feeling of this is what it means to connect with other people and have that feeling that it meant when we were, you know, on a savanna and saying, how do we commune together so we know how to move in one together? And just like you were saying, move is a an organism. Yeah. Move is an organism. and. It's so hard to do, but I appreciate so much as someone who tries to put this together that you came and expressed those things in a way that, you know, geez, I'm a scientist, do boring stuff every day. I'm like, well, you should come to my house show. And you're singing these gorgeous things and going, let's be together. And that expression was such a perfect thing at the perfect time. Mm. And... As I look back, what I've been doing these since 2016, I think I've done now almost 70, and wow. the connections like me looking and seeing Barnes Brothers and then connecting with Ben and mm-hmm. Ben saying this, I'm like, originally I was supposed to come in, my flight would have been here one hour ago. Oh, tonight. shit. And you but changed, I changed your flight? It to another day oh, wow. because I was going to take the noon today from Seattle. I changed everything. Turns wow. out it meant leaving one hour earlier. It was not a. But. Ben said, oh my gosh, this is somebody I love. You need to meet her, and you're going to love her, and it's going to be great. I've never met Ben, but we've had these dealings, and the synchronicity of that over time and space. Mm. And so my mission has been to bring people to this little town yeah. who would not be here otherwise unless mm-hmm. I made the stand and said, I have a place have a financial guarantee. Yeah. I know people will be here to appreciate you. I'm going to bring people together to appreciate you. I have this much musical talent. I have this much whatever uh, advertising ability. Yeah. But to do that, but I don't think I've ever had anyone who stepped in like you did and said and nailed that in such a way to say, oh, this is why we were here. What? What an evening. Mm. Altogether, I, I've like I've been to so many of Jamie's shows here at the Sunstruck House. By the way, welcome you to Porch <laughs> Talk. We just that <laughs> uh, We got Rizzo. Yeah. So glad to have you. And Jamie is here. Uh, you know me. But uh, we're at the Sunstruck House. Uh, Rizzo just did a live performance. Uh, one like none other. I have never seen a show like that. And full crowd control uh you had music you had comedy mm. and also you worked the crowd mm. and you were like even after the show i have never seen so many people uh stay after mm. just to talk to you mm-hmm. never have seen that mm. and so uh Rizzo, where are you from? I mean, like, where where'd you get to get the gab for that? Well, these <laughs> these southern people. I mean, I've heard that we're so good for it. Yeah, especially if you're like, well, I'm a from a hippie commune. Yes, man. 
and uh, how do I come in and relate to these people? Does being from a, a space like that make you more intuitive, or is it just a gift you were born with? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I so I think that being like born on born in the in the art making space, like it def- they were about theater. So like I started oh, I definitely like you know my parents were doing like Shakespeare in barns and check off in basements and people were sitting on hay bales and my dad was making you know what was this at? this was on the Oregon coast okay. like um making tin can luminier lights you know like my dad it is a real um kind of crazy mad scientist when it you know and and, and you know like mathematician but also loves clowning and he's like now he's basically just like a clown um he really is <laughs> Will you bring like, him next time he comes <laughs> i mean he's amazing he like he he goes to big festivals he still goes to burning man and he like builds a dome and he oh, wow. um and he has a giant hula hoop that he sets on fire and he has like characters where you know he he's like he's a cuckoo and um and so i definitely he's a a physical comedian and then so that's the like waspy you know bay area ranchers generational ranchers of of um of the bay area that he came from but then they would they were church church makers that would were into music my grandfather made all played every instrument including like the jaws harp and the juice harp and the um trombone and but piano guitar all and so that side com- that mixed with my very eccentric but very intellectual Jewish mother's family that were, you know, um, comic in the way of um, very, you know, like Jews are, like sarcastic, self-depreciating, like, you know, sharp, um, uh, referenced, but like neurotic um, you know, so those two things combined, I think, like, were a perfect storm in the fact that I, I'm like, well, I definitely have timing. Like, that's definitely the Jewish side of, like, I know how to deliver a joke. I know how to land a thing. And then the freedom of the way that I was raised with art and, like, encouraged expression and being on stage starting when I was three... I'm not, I don't have the same fear that other people have in front oh, of crowds. Right. So, Are yeah. they just so proud of you? Do they just love what you do? My dad is a little competitive. He wants to come on stage with me a lot. Well, is that true? So yeah. Funny. Oh, oh, yeah. That's that's true? oh, yeah. But it's, he, we laugh about it. But, like, I've had to, like, help get him out of my, uh-huh. my light. Like, seriously, I'd be like, Dad, you're playing the flute over there. You're but not... the niche that you found in doing these things in such a oh, cool yeah. way. They're they so proud. No, so my, proud my parents it. are so proud. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm incredibly proud. And, like, I mean, yeah. I I mean, I'll tell, like, it is. Like, since I was little, people are like, you're going to be so famous. You're going to be so famous. And so it's like, there is a strange thing reaching this age and not being so famous. Well, here that I you feel are like... in a house in <laughs> yeah. Hey, but look... <laughs> But but I like Rizzo. But I don't need fame anymore. I've got I've gotten to the fact where like I am more interested in intimacy of uh, where where I think I really shine is like what you saw. You have a lot of opportunities. There's a difference between being uh, and you know as someone who I feel like it's so interesting because I have a very niche career. 
really niche. Yes. There are like 200 people who do what I do. Yeah. And so to say, I love what I do, and I do this weird thing to the best that I can ability, even though, yes, I did go to an evapotranspiration conference, and <laughs> but you see people from other countries, someone from France, oh, you did this study. You did. Yeah. So you can be, and the word micro-celebrity is tossed yes. around sometimes. It's not really that. It's excelling in a, you've chosen to be in a narrower space. A very narrow space. And that being super at it yeah. does not mean... A failure. A, a failure, or that <laughs> it's diminished in any way. And so, uh, you know, let's don't get into parents and, uh, you know, I'll never be, a I'll never, my mom will always be disappointed in me because, you know, I don't have short hair and, and keep a perfect house, but, uh, mm. you know, we can't do all those things. Right. But at the same no, time. No, and my parents never wanted me to be famous. I'm just saying that, like, it's a weird thing to grow up and people are like, you're going to be huge. Oh, yeah. Like, and then be like, I'm sorry, I didn't do that, but, like. I I also I'm not I'm not like I'm not mainstream. The thing is like right. I'm I'm interested in big ideas, complex you know. And oftentimes I'll perform places and people are like, I want you to sing more. I wanted you to tell jokes more. Are you a singer? Or are you a comedian? Or are you a, a, a burlesquer? Or what are you? And I'm like I'm everything. Yeah. As oh, I was trying to sell it. Yeah. As I'm trying to say. I can't tell you what you're going to see, but it's going to be great. Come on. And, but I, I agree with that. But in that, um, there's that obligation in a way, if you are a mainstream singer, if you're Taylor Swift or whoever it is, you yeah. know, you're going to come out and you're going to do a certain thing. And to say, I'm really good at this. So just show up, not knowing what you're going to see, but knowing it's going to be mm-hmm. superb. Yeah. There's got to be freedom. And that, in a way, and doing that. But anyway, so I'm so glad there are people like you out there. Yeah. What were you going to say about, like... Oh, I'm just... Your experience. The experience of the show tonight, and a shout-out to you, Rizzo, is... I've been coming to the Sunstroke House for a long time now. Mm -hmm. For years. And I have never experienced a show quite like this of... Like Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. to things that you may be used to, to toning it down to a house show mm-hmm. in southern Mississippi yeah. in an antebellum well, type. Mississippi. <laughs> we're, we're northeastern Mississippi. Let's get it right. Uh, yeah, fair, fair enough. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. But like to, to tone it down to like what you think that style of people would be like. Like, what do you. What do you what do you go into? It's like how does that work? Yeah, well, actually, you know, Jamie and I had a lot of conversations about, or I was landing here and I was like, oh wait, I hadn't even thought about. I definitely performed to a bubble of like liberalism, like, and I play comedy and social com- commentary in a liberal bubble, and you know, I as I arrived here, I was like, oh, I have to really think about. I don't always curate my shows for the fact that there may people be people that think really differently than I am, you know. But I guess what I I, I curated what I what I and what but what I really did feel is that if there are people that think politically very different than me, I do not want to alienate them in a house. Like I don't want to alienate them in someone's house, and really. I am most interested in connection. 
And like, and I, and then Jamie said, yeah, well, like I actually started this as a way to bridge the divide. And, and so I would, I'm just so much more interested. Like I would love for like someone who, you know, voted for, for some laws that potentially (laughs) took away my rights to choose motherhood or not to like experience my show and not feel alienated by me, but rather feel closer to me and then think perhaps differently, you know, that maybe that I should have that right to, to decide if I, if I want to, you know, have a kid or not. Well, so much of political things is tribal. And I was just reading this great book by this guy named David McRaney, who he's actually from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. He lives there, but he wrote a book called How Minds Change. It is a Ooh, great book. Right, because it's, um, it's almost impossible. It is, but what he talks about is how the as we form these community groups where, you know, evolutionarily... That was our survival. There's such a high cost from going against your tribe. Oh, interesting. And that if you have to be sure you've got somewhere else to land to get out of your tribe. And so allowing people's minds to change is saying there are other people out there who are not your enemy. Yeah. And if you want to change your mind and if you don't want to be part of this group, there are great people out there who think differently. And so... um, and it's yeah. hard not to think that just because people think differently than you that they're thinking they're bad people. Exactly. And that's really the discourse that we've gotten into. It's just hard with a president like the last president we had because he used div- divisive action like to actually separate. So we've got an election in Mississippi Tuesday uh-huh. where we have uh, one oh, governor... Birthday. One governor <laughs> who, you can cut this out, who is objectively the worst. The incumbent really? is the worst. He presided over a gigantic scandal. Yeah. You may not think this. You can cut it out. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Presided over a gigantic scandal. Where, Favre, huh? Yeah. We lost. It was a welfare scandal where the state lost $100 million in welfare funds to people who were using it. Brett Favre, the football player yeah who was using the money to like build a volleyball stadium oh it was basically for his, daughter. for his daughter it was given to white consultants oh god to teach poor people how to get out of poverty by and it, the money was just wasted so that's our current governor he also voted against medicaid expansion so that hospitals at rural hospitals are closing and Shit. so no, I'll probably leave that in there. I think people need to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And so the the I think it's important. Yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately, the other candidate is not perfect, but his last name is Presley. He's related to Elvis Presley. So he has some name oh, recognition. recognition. Wow. But he also is Well, I I won't get into all the things that are negative. But he's certainly better than the buffoon we it's have. always like choosing the lesser of evils, it is right? and the person we have now is really a buffoon on all all uh, levels and there's huge amount of republican backlash against him oh, which takes is. a lot right it I takes know. it takes a so much lot to I do mean, it look 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 i mean just 
it, mm. it is incredible what's well, look happening. Look at Tommy Tuberville in this. You yeah. know, the people finally, oh, they're like, are you, growing a, are you <laughs> growing a pair of these people? We're finally standing up to Tuberville and, and saying, you've got to back down. When your fellow Republicans are saying, you're too stupid for us. That's a, <laughs> you know, that's a that's not a... Anyway, but I mean, I guess what, would, what we were talking about was connection, would, even yeah. to people I would, I would like having like different to, thoughts. Uh, to move it yeah, back like towards you. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. But, no, but I, I think what I, the point was, I mean, that I was all, saying. All is those like, things said are important. And I think they're important sorry, to say, and I'm glad that they're there. <laughs> uh, but uh, man, just, but how to connect in a room around big ideas and even like even scary ideas, like you know, I in, in the in tonight, like I have a. A, a moment that's romantic I'm, I'm attempting to have a romantic moment with a woman you know I'm a bisexual and like I live in the world like I date women and like I w- want to feel that moment for a second like a sweetness of like slow dancing so you know okay. and so like for an audience that potentially has some people that think that co- queer people needed to be converted or that they're wrong or bad or that they don't deserve the same rights you know it's like how do I do this in a way that's like gentle enough not I'm not interested in being like this is who I am if you don't like it I am you know it was so perfect I mean I I thought it was just so perfect I know you don't want a podcast of me just going oh you did such a good job (laughs) but there were people in there there were there are military Why folks in there Go ahead. Yeah. who I who just have different overall political yes. beliefs. We are a very uh, kind of all sexuality affirming group yeah. on purpose. We're here. In fact, I don't know if you knew that the the three people that were in the front. It was the eyebrow guy, and then the other two men yeah. next to him. I married them in oh. my house right where you were standing five years ago. They just had their fifth year anniversary. Wait, the eyebrow guy and the... No, one? the two next to him. Oh, my God. Adorable. I know. And so uh, is and I was like, this was right where they were standing to affirm their vows. Oh, that's so Right, beautiful. and it, they just had their anniversary. So, um, but the fact that that didn't really matter where anyone was in terms of... Then you had these newlyweds that yeah. you were dancing with yeah. I was like, I loved it. And then, uh, but it was all so genuine and sweet in a way that, and pure, Mm. that when people think of other people, they think of, I'm great and other people are so different. And to say there's this purity of connection Mm -hmm. that is so crisp, Yeah, if that makes sense. It was such a crisp thing Mm. of... I'm enjoying this mo- moment. Here's this consent. Can I put my hand on your ass? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it was really sweet and the whole thing, but it also involved in your understanding of that person and that those vibes. And that is really yeah. rare. If I attempted to do that, if I in any way go, can I ask you? There's no universe in which those skills that an ordinary person would have that. So whatever you have is so special mm. to get that feeling back from someone. Mm. And that was really good. And all that we've talked about hasn't even been about your great voice. Mm, thank you. And all this. Uh, and when you yeah. talk about Cole Porter, I'm like, oh my gosh, be so my heart. It yeah. was just so good. And We talked about culture. Right. For a while. Let's, let's talk about you and your music. Yeah. Yes. Let's yeah. go back to it. Yeah, so half of the songs are original and half of them are... Our covers, and I started out by um, 
by only singing other people's songs. I really respected the art of the song, you know, and especially so early, like becoming like basically, you know, an interpretive of standards and jazz music and like really understanding what a good song was. And then like getting obsessed with Leonard Cohen and Nina Simone and Leonard Cohen was such an amazing songwriter and poet. And I, you know, I was a writer too and a, a playwright that I felt like, ah, there's no way I can make make songs as amazing as this and it kept me from songwriting for a long time but then I was on the other hand I was really inspired by Nina Simone and and her work is generally singing other people's songs like and it's only recently that we've kind of like this idea of being a, so, someone who sings covers or doesn't sing it, like somehow something changed in the late 60s early 70s where you sang, cap. <laughs> yeah if you yeah. sing other people's yeah. songs then you were somehow lesser. And I'm, as an actress, I was always an interpretive artist. I was doing Shakespeare, Ibsen, you know, and and it was a true art to take somebody else's words and make it your own. And I and I applied that to songs. And But then I also, because I have this musical background with my dad, like I was able to hear songs and hear mashups and how, and even though I'm not formally trained as a musician, um, I can hear like how to make interesting arrangements of other people's songs. And then finally, I would write songs on my own and kind of secretly, you know, with notebooks. But um, I had an assistant, you know, early on who was like, I'm going to stop working for you unless you sing your own songs on stage. It, like, and she pushed me. So and I'm really grateful. They're really good songs. Thank they're you. Not, they're awesome songs. Thank and you. So as we were, I try to do, you know, either put in our... Um, playlist and listen ahead and stuff and i just got such positive feedback or like wow these are just really good songs even though it doesn't carry the vocal quality mm-hmm. because i mean it's spotify and you know you're yeah. listening at a reduced rate yeah but it as you cover someone else's song especially early on you get that millions of songs to say you've got a great range yeah which gives you the vocal quality to pick from. Why would you not want to pick from, I've got a million things that are already out there. Yeah. Versus tailoring, what do I want to say? Yeah. How do I make that match? Well, so this is very vulnerable to be like, what do I want to say in a song? You know, whereas like before I could, I would have ideas and I'd be like, oh, that song is great for that idea. You know, like, um, I mean, this is a silly example, but I just did it. A Halloween show, you know, and it was like, you know, there's very, there's a lot of different versions of Rizzo. There's like the house concert, there's like Lincoln Center, there's, but I just did like a festival show where everybody's standing. It's outdoors. There's 500 people. People are standing and when people are standing, like they either want to sway or dance Mm -hmm. usually, especially because it was a little cooler. It was in, um, in the Northwest. And so I was like, I want to do throw out like don't worry about doing that many of my own songs i want to do songs that are like themed halloween but also have you know groove that people will move because i know it's cold and so like i did like a funky version of ghostbusters it was like you know something strange in the neighborhood I said, who you gonna call? And I, everybody's like, Ghostbusters, you know? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah you know? So cool. And so, yeah. like, 
I, and I love that the idea that I would do that song, you know, and like, you know, I had an incredible, you know, rhythm section, really fierce drummer and bass player, you know, uh, th- that, that really sold it. And, um, yeah. And then I covered, you know, Billie Eilish's bad guy. I mixed it oh. with, mixed it with toxic Britney Spears. Yeah. And then I go into personal Jesus. Cause I like turned. Oh into... my gosh. These are all, I wish you had done all this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. I have to do another, another, uh, October show with me. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I, it, I haven't done that toxic personal Jesus match mashup in a while. Like that really was like bringing back my, you know, over a decade ago, because I've been doing this for a while. I don't know if you could tell in my performance. Like, I'm like you did talk about your birthday, but you're yeah, still a kid. So. Yeah, yeah. But you know, Rizzo was um, Lady Rizzo was born in 2004. Mm-hmm. So like, Amelia was you know born a while before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, um, so I've lived with this alter ego mm-hmm. for. Um, Coming on, oh my oh, 20 gosh. 20 years. 20 yeah. years next wow. year. I've lived with an alter ego. And in the beginning, Lady Rizzo was more like just a world of her own. Like she was just more glamorous, more of a character, you know, like she had more of a voice. Like I like talked like a little with a little bit more of an accent. And um, slowly through the years, I've been like, okay, well, I know this woman more, this version, this mm-hmm. archetype. She's archetype of, I was most interested in channeling, okay, who, because I, like I talk about, I'm interested in like goddess, femme divine energy. Like we've lost this as a species. And I think it's like where we went a little wrong was like, we stopped worshiping the goddess, like, which is also mother earth, right? Like feminine energy is like loving the earth, caretaking it. Right. And when we got into more of, um, you know, a masculine society, we losing goddess worship, also burning witches, etc. you know, losing all of the, the herbal remedies. Um, we lost that. So like me being a, but I'm a metropolitan, you know, witch. So like, I'm like, I'm not really like, you know, sitting in hemp and and linen and, you know, like <laughs> lighting sage and like candles, yeah. you know. I'm in like fucking gorgeous clothes and heels and glamour. I'm interested in glamour and like ha- and I love the archetype of the nightclub singer, you know, like I love the image of like the imaginary image of like walking into like a, you know, smoky bar. And then you see the siren on stage behind this, like, you know, big, like 1930s microphone. And she's got like, you know, hair and this gown and she's singing something sweet and low. And she's like seducing you really just like by her essence. And so I, as Amelia, am not, that person walking around everywhere I'm like you know I'm a human I fart and I burp and I'm you know I'm rude and <laughs> whatever pearl style, so. yeah I know yeah. but like I love stepping into that and saying when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Like, okay, so as Amelia, with my own human problems and my own desires and failings and stresses and failures and and um you know all these things that like i could probably do better keep my room cleaner whatever (laughs) um you spend you know less money on clothes whatever do more charity work all the things that whatever we could go into a litany of reasons why i'm not perfect like in this moment i'm stepping i'm bringing all my truth which is my heartache my desires my um my motherhood i have a seven-year-old I'm putting this through this lens and like what comes out. And that's really the like summary of like what I feel like my very specific art practice is, is like, how do I put my humanity through the archetype lens of this version of the goddess that I, I like in my brain? Well, it was just a treat to be around this version of this goddess. It's so, <laughs> yeah. and it's everybody so can crisp. be part of it. That's the thing is like, it is. I have one joke where I can swear. Can I swear? Uh, you okay. Can whatever you like. Oh, well actually this joke doesn't have a swear line <laughs> where, and I've been, it's like, um, it, it, it's like, I've been working on this joke for a really long time and I feel like I just figured it out and I wish I had said it tonight, but, um, I don't, I, I it has to be on the fly. Like, when I'm working with somebody, but I'm like, I know you're confused. Do you want to do me or be me or do me as me? <laughs> like, it's a, so it's like oh, a kind yeah, of meta yeah, joke, okay. but it's like, but that's the question is like, do you want to fuck me or do you want to be me or do you want to like fuck me as me? That's and that's the thing is like, do you want to just observe everyone else uh, interacting with you? Right, it's, uh, right, and what and the thing is is like even men like super masculine like straight military background preacher son men like they're not necessarily yeah exactly (laughs) like they're not necessarily looking at me i mean yes i'm a sexual object like i get that i'm like presenting as this like you know curvy um you know whatever but you know i'm not like a traditional like hot woman you know, number one, I'm like mouthy and I've got a big nose. I'm dynamic. I'm like uh, striking, you know, but, and I'm sexual, I'm sensual and people see that, but I don't necessarily think that I'm the kind of person that like a man is necessarily sitting back and be like, Ooh, I'm objectifying her. But really they're like, they're, cause they're almost confounded. They're like sitting back and they're like, just taking in everything you know it's very Rizzo, powerful yeah powerful. Well, Rizzo, do you not believe like when when a man goes to a burlesque show yeah or a show like yours that do, do you not believe he knows what he's getting himself into <laughs> i think that i i love i love and respect men and i think that for far too long we have said things like well men will be men and expected too little from them i think men totally carry the duality of being able to objectify, appreciate, like, I mean, also because 
I'm attracted to women, I feel camaraderie with with straight men because I'm like I get it. They're fucking amazing. Like, they are. Like they're beautiful. I mean, they're made for touch and love and beauty. So they're also to be respected. Yeah, and to be respected, and I think that you can that that. And I also objectify men. And so, like, and I know I'm respecting them while I'm objectifying them. Like, I collect specimens of major male beauty. Like, you should see I my... I imagine so. <laughs> but, do, but do you think, like, even biblically, the ultimate thing was, here's a powerful woman who's leading you astray. Yes. And there's something that's so integral Maybe or whatever Samson about kind of that. Yes, well, I was yeah. thinking about more like Adam and Eve back from yeah. the very start. I think that of, that is, that's of, where we've gone wrong. It's like, what is astray? Right. Of, of saying, you're not supposed to do this, yes. but here is what is so natural. Right. Come with me. And I'm going to release you from this. I'm going to release and you. And so... I'm going to release you from this change that... That change does almost right. feel like burlesque, right? Yeah. Because it, it, it is so different than, let's say... A strip... Yes. Yeah, the art burlesque is the art of the tease, and so I actually think that um, you know I've sometimes people ask me what I do at cocktail parties, and I'm like I'm a chanteuse, but really I'm like a mass seducer. That's like actually That's so good. what I do, and it's because I can feel confident enough on stage because of what I said earlier about being a, I'm so comfortable on stage because of starting so early. So then. With that comfort, I can be my free self. And when anybody is living in their body with freedom and, like, truth and connection, it's seductive. Like, you can take somebody who's not a traditionally, like, the most beautiful person, and if they come to you energetically embodied and free and interested in you, it is the most sedu- sedu- seductive thing. Like... And you could take a beautiful, like, 10 out of 10 woman with perfect measurements and face. And if she is, like, narcissistic, only interested in herself, and also deeply not in her body, she's not going to be sexy. Like, so, um, and what, I mean, and also we're just so broken about sex, like, in general. Like, and then that comes from, you know, Puritan <laughs> stains of this country. Welcome and, uh, we to the deep to south. The pornography stain of it all. Well, the purity culture and all that. Too. Yeah, I mean, it's like the are those our only choices? Is like yeah. celibacy or pornography? It's like can yeah. we have somewhere in between no. where it's like no. sex is okay? It, it's we all came from sex, like it's not something to be ashamed of, and like and as long as you ha- like what you're saying, like have actual respect, respect for sex, respect for humans. We should respect ourselves, but yeah. that's such a yeah. hard thing to do because our. In especially in the deep south, that is still so ruled by religion, um, by religion, where it is all or nothing. And the more we're learning now, I mean, sad to say, most of what I learn is on podcasts. Yeah. But things I thought, oh well, this is a fringe group that's teaching this. But the more we learn from, like, seeing shiny happy people and yeah. uh, no people who have lived that same, you know, wait, what shiny happy people? It's a documentary about the international or the IBLP. It's a uh, the Duggars, you know, the people have lots of kids and they lit. Oh my gosh. Oh, the Duggars. Like, oh, they're like a reality show? This right. is a rabbit hole evil. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Bill Gothard and the International Bible Leadership, whatever, <laughs> Life Principles. Oh, 
Oh, just wait. Okay, we'll it's, sidebar on it's that. It's insane. But the things they were taught in this ex- insane purity culture. Yeah, right. Oh, it is so deliciously insane, but also the end result of these people where you figure out what the leader really was after, which was he young, four, fourteen-year-old girls right. who have, but he was able to yes culture not just I can't get I can't tell you women who did their hair the way he liked oh or the clothes he liked it's disgusting tens of thousands of these across the US people who were basically these clones that that he basically convinced these people it was God's will to do these things I won't even get into it well I think that what kind of what you're getting at like um yeah, very speaks to my. But like, no, the part of, no, I like what you. Part of what you're talking about is like, I mean, I think about this a lot. Like, where did we go wrong? And I do think it is. I mean, listen, the, I, you and I can geek out as about like anthropological. Like, I'm deeply interested <laughs> do in I like. To check out. No, I'm just like <laughs> I'm interested in like where we went wrong, and like what I said before is like. The rejection of the feminine is like the first step, and and how we got there is um, honestly is agriculture is where humans went wrong. Because get this and stay with me, and I won't go too deep. But when we started owning, started agriculture, we started owning land, and then from that, um, oh, you got a phone call. Um, <laughs> we started owning land, and then from that. We started, basically we had, you know, nomadic tribes, like we were talking about tribes before. And um, when we started owning land, all of a sudden, um, men became very interested in who they were passing on their land to. Women became, and wives became uh, acquisitions. And then also, like, we stopped, you know, being in non-monogamous roving tribes, you know, and... Whether or not you're into monogamy or non-monogamy, I think part of the issue is, like, from there we started this, this like, this disparance of, like, religion supporting men having power over women. We're only just out, like, coming out of it. Like, people could say, oh, yeah, women's liberation, like, happened so long ago. But really, like, think about how recently it happened. Yeah. Like, my... My mother was my mother's generation was the first generation where women could have credit cards or bank account, That's a bank nice. account. That's insane. Away from a man. What's yeah. the opposite of that, though, Rizzo? The opposite of that? Because, like, think about how people, maybe even women, who feel the opposite toward how you do your art. Oh, like feel like that? I'm like you're you're demoralized. Demoral. I'm I like so think about someone thinking I'm demoralizing. Huh. Oh, like I'm like sh- like because I took off my clothes, like I'm selling myself. Is yeah, that yeah. Well, I would just say it's like my <laughs> is isn't it like I had a woman actually come up to me about a decade ago and be like, I just want to let you know she was an older woman, like that you are good enough to like not have to take your clothes on on stage. You're a good enough performer, and I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, do like you not think I have somebody to go home to? Yeah. I just think that I was like, I don't think this is a conversation because we're obviously of a really gener- different generation. Like, 
I want to take my clothes off on stage. Like, that's interesting to me. Like, I am interested in, like, I'm interested in being a cerebral, intelligent, storytelling singer who then also, like, is embodied and, like, then also shows, like, I don't know, is, like, tantalizing in that way where I'm, like, I'm showing you my body. And then in this version of the show, I'm getting naked in a way that is not caring at all how I look when I'm doing it. And that is really new for me. Like, because being in a female body, like, you always have to be caring about, like, am I sucking in in the right way? I'm like, are, is my cellulite showing? Like, like it's so much pressure, like, because of scarcity. So, like, sure. sidebar, that thing about us not being able to have a credit card, right? Or, or a bank account in our own name. Basically, women have only recently been able to divorce their breedability and attractiveness from their actual survival. So only recently have we been able to be like, I can survive without being breeding material, you know? Like, it's pretty new. Like, you were an old maid, you were rele relegated to, this, to the outskirts, you were seen as strange if you, like, didn't partner and have children, right? So... It's really interesting for me to take off my clothes and be just telling a story and be like naked-ish, you know, I'm wearing underwear and like just talking, talking and about to sing a Cole Porter song where I'm singing a song about a sex worker who's like selling love. So like the complexity of what I'm doing is beyond me like saying, here's my tits, give me some money. Like, and if that woman can't see it or you can't see, or see it with this woman that you're talking about is saying that's demoralizing. Like I'm just not interested in, in the reality of her limited thinking. And I hope that she would see me and see some corner of freedom that is available for her. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kind of in awe still and at how perfect everything was and the message that, you're sitting here expressing these things very eloquently in the show. Well, the combination of music is a great show, but yeah. the combination of com connecting with the audience, mm -hmm. the words you say, mm -hmm. said, the motions, the physicality all just went together perfectly in a strange setting where you're yeah. not up on a stage no, yeah. pulling people up where yeah. you're, they're very much one of us yeah and it was pretty amazing so i'm just sitting here letting the these things roll in i'm thinking about some of the things that you said too about um a woman's worth yeah. and people judge each other against no matter what we want to do your brain looks mm -hmm. at what is that utility and so men traditionally have looked at women for um, a whole different things. As we're getting to a society where you can say, my value is X mm -hmm. and a woman's value is X. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I feel like we're finally getting to the point where it is, I say finally, I mean, that we may have been in a local minimum, not in a global minimum. Yeah through history and that's the other thing what looks like a global minimum to us yeah. and, and this this is the worst women have ever been traded in yeah. the 50s 
Probably not. No. It's a local minimum. Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, in this history of ups and downs, it feels like we were getting to a good place. Maybe we slid back yeah, down out. Yeah, And so... Change is hard. Change is hard, but to a place where it feels like some of the things that as much as some people want to malign respect for women, yeah. treating people as other human beings, I mean... You think about, like, there are people who still don't want to ride in the car with a woman because their wife wouldn't like it, you know? And right, that I know. Get, and so, but at the or, same time... Or, like, this idea of, like, this pervading idea of, like, um, any sort of asking for a culture, like, like men do not have the power to resist their sexual urges. Right. If It's oh, like, right. that's yeah. so insane to me. It's that's like, insane. yes, you do. Yes. Like, and because, you don't have to rape. <laughs> like, there's always that option. Exactly. And so are we getting to a place where we could say, yeah, here's a little of this. Look at it. I've got a nice ass. I'd like to show it to you. Yes. But my value is not that. Exactly. And that's kind of what I see is that you're saying, yeah, this is nice, but at the same time, that's not my value. My value is I have this uh, these abilities. Right. I have these strengths. I can make these connections. Like, and how fun that I can make these connections, and I can also twerk for you. Like, it almost is like that. That's like that's yes. where the fun for me lies. Is like the duality of the exactly. of of my existence. Yeah. And I guess I would just say one more thing. I do think that my version of feminism means you can express yourself as a woman any way that you want. If that means that you have no interest in, like, working, you only want to be a homemaker, you're only interested in, like, being in heels for your husband, like, go for it. Oh, my God. Like, and that's the essence of, like, choice. Like, and if that also means you never want to have an abortion, yes, please, never have an abortion. Please do not make that a rule for everyone. Like, I am just interested in in personal choice like and your personal choice of expressing yourself if my version of feminism includes high heels and eyelashes and lipstick and like tight corsets that's my version and if you're if you like you know my mom in the beginning was like she's from like burn your bra territory and she's like i don't understand why you just like why are you wearing corsets like i fought so hard so you didn't didn't have to wear wear that right (laughs) But that's what's so interesting and what was so compelling. And I thought that, yeah, I think that's a really interesting dynamic. And so not being one or the other. Yeah. It's been a lovely time. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you brought I, uh, me here. I thought this evening was a very interesting night. I'm so thankful for you and uh, what you brought to the Sunstroke House. I have three questions. Okay. I don't know if Jamie has anything else to add, but I've got three questions. Okay, I'm ready. For you. It's walk okay. around the door. Uh, what was your uh, preconception uh-huh. of coming to Columbus, Mississippi? Have never been. Yeah. Go for it. I um, was worried <laughs> about. Um, I will. I I w- I was worried about expressing my like liberal, super liberal democratic beliefs, um, and that. Uh, Mainly, like what I said earlier, I didn't want to, I didn't want any of my, my, my beliefs to be felt in, in a divisive or separate, separating way. Um, and I knew that in Mississippi, compared to the Pacific Northwest or New York City, that there would be people that 
would potentially be um, think differently. Um, Did you find that? I think that there were some people in the audience that definitely haven't voted the same way as I I I have, and and that's awesome. Like also, it's like if I'm gonna stand by what I'm saying of like, do I want peace? Do I want connection? Do I want change? Yeah. Do I want do I want the actual reality of like, I have seen in my lifetime someone be completely anti-gay and meet someone who is gay and change their mind because like they saw the humanity so that is what i want and the people who were here tonight that were i think i can think of five or six people mm-hmm. who are probably pretty far on the opposite spectrum from where I, where i am those are the people that can change though because yeah. they are saying I'm willing to be part of a different group of people. So I really appreciate that you didn't say other to those people. That's yeah. how mine's close close. Absolutely. By other saying them. we may not think the same way, but you could be part of us and there's a place for you. That was so that feeling was yes. great. And I really appreciate the way yeah. you handle that. What's your question number two? Question two. Compared to a Madison Square Garden, <laughs> I've never Lincoln played. Square. I've never I mean, played Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Square. Lincoln, no, no, Lincoln Center. It's I'm called sorry, Lincoln I'm Center, from, but it's uh, yeah, in New York City. So yeah, I'm from. I know. South. But I, I'd love to. I play, don't know what things I are. I would love to play Madison Square Garden. I don't know what I'm things not. are. I have seen Prince Rizzo, there. Though. I don't have oh, anything. Did you really? I did see Prince what was there. Insane? He did a series of Monday concerts at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I also got to meet him. I did, Bob. I'm a force hydrologist. There are like 200 in the world. One of my colleagues went to high school with Prince. Oh, But wow. she did not tell me until I'd known her for five, like five years. <laughs> I'm like, that. wait a minute. Why did you not have the symbol tattooed on your arm? That should have been the first thing you told me. I went to high school with Prince. <laughs> no, no, but anyway. Okay, so anyways, yes. Compared to Lincoln Center. To doing a small house show yeah. in nowhere, Mississippi. Yeah. Don't talk about it. What does it mean? I think... What's the show? Like, what I'm saying, I think I've kind of touched on this before, is that, like, what I was put on Earth to do is make intimate performances. So, I enjoyed this show more than I have some shows that are bigger theaters. I love to be able to look in the eyes of everyone in the audience. Like, because I can. In that Saint song... That song mm-hmm, from a saint's yeah. point of view, I looked at everyone in the room, mm-hmm. and there were some people crying, and there were some people, but ev- no one looked away, mm-hmm. and that's beautiful, like, so meaningful to me to have that sort of, I love like, I love deep connection, I love falling in love in the moment, with just like one person at a time, and like that I could do that forty people is amazing to me, so I enjoyed myself greatly. Third question. You forgot. I have, I have two questions if you forgot yours. You, you, okay. I, I have my last question. Oh, go ahead you, and ask because I have two no, questions I always ask. My, mine, is a, mine is a good last question. His is a closer. It's a plug. Yours is a closer. Okay. Uh-huh. I have two questions I always ask everybody. Did you feel a love for Mark Rabe? Absolutely. Okay. 100%. A lot of love. Oh, my God. Awesome. And also, like, I love, like, Brooke and Brooke, Brooks and Brooke, like, him singing at the end and, like, <laughs> Like he was singing backup yeah. for me, what the and hell? he was like, he was into it, and, and like Nathan whistling, and from the beginning, like yeah. he was like, he was like, 
the kind of response that I love, like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah, you know, and I like yeah. that. I feel like I was like, is this like the Southern thing? Because when I play for um, like audiences of where there's more people of color in the audience, like I'm always so like I'm thirsty for that kind of response. Mm-hmm. Like they're much more vocal, like, yes, God, give it to me. You know what I mean? In the Northwest, which I moved to, to Portland after living in New York, like audiences are like so scared to like, say anything wrong that they are quiet you know and i'm like y'all like wake up whereas like is the moment i was like on stage here there was like vocalizations coming there and i was like these people are alive here in columbus theater i love going seeing scary movies yeah with everybody else because it is a oh my gosh oh my lord yes because there's a lot of black folk just like yeah dude well but we used to have i was i was talking to you you know it we used to have that's probably my biggest regret is we used to have about 25% black attendance. Really? Sure. Is, and I worked, I worked at indie. Typically, I have more kind of indie. You know, yeah. Not, they're not interested. The indie indie people, they got turned off. Just not right. interested. Did you have some black folk come out for we Sensational Bro- yeah. Barnes Brothers? Yeah, some, but not many. Hmm. But I have worked it as hard as I could. But anyway, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing. Okay, Is yes. that the end of your question? Yes. Okay. You're, you're I have three questions okay. now. She's got a third. What's your favorite venue in Portland? In Portland? Yes. Oh, I played the Alberta Rose, which I love because it, it you know, it was an old movie theater. I've been there. Yeah. You have? Oh. Amazing. Yeah. I go see, I've seen Livewire there. Twice. Oh, I love, yeah. Luke, do you know Luke yeah, Burbank? I don't know him personally. I, I should. Don't personally. You yeah. do? Yeah. Will you introduce us? Yes, I will. Okay, because I'd love to be on that show. Okay. And he should know that I live there now. And he like, knows about, he's been here and played here. He's done, they've done TBTL here, the podcast Oh, here. amazing. Yeah, anyway, so. Yeah, I love playing there. Um, yeah, there's a. There's so many great venues. I I need to go check out more because um, I love the Doug Fur. That's my very yeah. favorite place. Yeah, that's my second favorite place in the world. Yeah, it's a really great, great, venue. great venue. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. She has. Oh, you okay? You it? Okay, so one was did you feel or one was that yeah. of what could we do a better job of understanding mm. that we're what we are, yeah. and I've had. There's things that I think we can do. Fire Allen. What's that? Fire Allen. Fire Allen. No, we needed Allen today. We needed a, <laughs> what Allen had to offer. I mean, I have a day job. It's not a full-time thing. But there are other things that we can do to be better. What would be... Are there things... Have you been somewhere to a great green room and went... Oh, there's oh. a snack I love. Or is there another yeah. thing? Maybe snacks on entry. That could have been. <laughs> well, see, I didn't get the nut. That was yeah, the you thing. didn't get the I didn't know you were coming. What time you were coming until? Oh, sure, I saw she you. sent me the message. That <laughs> she sent me the mat. They sent me the message as you were pulling up. Oh no! And so I didn't know where you coming at check in, and we could eat dinner. Oh uh, yeah. So I think that you can generally expect. Well, I don't know for everybody, but. I'm never gonna eat an hour before, the hour before I go on stage. Who the fuck? Okay, does? everybody. I will say this. Everybody tells me they're not gonna eat before. No. I cook every. Per- I would say eighty percent of people then change their throw mind. You off. They then, do that. They but see, I just love that you had it warm for me right after because, like, I just can't. I can't. That's so funny because almost everybody changes their minds. They're like, 
mm. you don't think I will eat first. And so, it's not the fact that your food is all good. Your pudding. food is so good. It's, it's for the performance. I love that you're right. like, it's like you don't have any. But people still will change their mind. I can't do it. But people still change their mind and do that. So, But normally I do. Part of it was I just got in today but normally i'll have like oh my god so snacks tasty. up here fruit and stuff like yeah. that but um yeah that was just honestly i just loved i really loved coming to your house i loved meeting you like I, I felt so comfortable to stretch on the porch there you made me feel really comfortable like um and like you know obviously i did too like going and running by the river and we just, you're doing a great job. Well, you haven't had the best thing yet. What's that? Breakfast. Oh. Breakfast at my house. That's a fact. And you already <laughs> I answered. I didn't even know that was part of it. You already oh, yeah. answered my last question, which was going to be. What was your favorite part of this interview experience? <laughs> oh. It was here. Yeah. But uh, the second part was plug the socials. Where can people find you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So on Instagram, I'm Rizzo. I'm Rizzo with one Z because I like to wear onesies. And I was like, <laughs> I wondered where that came from. Yeah. Okay, I so that. I well, I came from. I married a beautiful Colombian man, and his last name was Rizzo. So um, I took his name. We're learning so much right now. Yeah. Um, and I was married to him for twelve years, and he. I really wouldn't be where I am without him because he had a day job when I first started, and like. He worked hard and he believed in me and um, I, I owe him a lot. Like, he was a true believer so much so that he, like, you know, was like, you keep on going. And I made flyers. I passed them around New York City. You know, like, I started really small and just grew and grew. And um, so, um, but I'm Rizzo with one Z and on Instagram, Rizzo.love. That's also my inst- my website. I'm a dot .love. I'm not a dot .com. It exists. So www.rizzo.love with one Z. Um, on um, Facebook, you can find me as Love Rizzo. Um, you can follow me there. Um, I used to be Lady Rizzo um, up until pretty recently. I dropped the lady right before the pandemic. Um, and uh, just... It was a rebranding and and difficult. So people still call me Lady Rizzo, which is fine. But um, I had to drop it for many reasons. Like some because um, my husband and I had divorced, and it, it felt he was like some people called him Lord Rizzo, and I was Lady Rizzo, and so was your child Prince Rizzo. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was like it was yeah. Yeah, so I think that we had to like I I had to like let it go, and then also, I kind of especially when I was blonde evoked a bit of Lady Gaga. You were blonde. I I've been blonde. I I was. I know I'm not a I'm not a real ginger. I'm so sorry. Damn, you're hurting my heart. I'm really. (laughs) I know he felt this connection, this ginger connection. I thought that's where we were. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Alan. (laughs) Um, but um, gosh, I feel like I'm like storytelling now, but um. Yeah, you can find me, and also I have a thing called Patreon, which is um, I, have you heard of it? Yes. Okay. I'll, please, please do tell. Okay, so my listeners who have never heard of that, <laughs> <laughs> so they have a lot probably. Yeah, do you have one too? Yeah, yeah. yeah so basically, 
I, I really do love it because it's a way, especially independent artists and makers that you can, you can, the things that you want to survive, you can help make survive. Like obviously when we're making a podcast in a corner, you know, like we, and you need to buy equipment or whatever you, you know, it's just like, how do you, how do I actually not be hustling all the time and be able to make? And so I have like, you know, 150 like people who lean in pay a little a month and what I do for them is varies but I always give them two creations a month and it can be a podcast it could be an essay I'm writing a book called showgirl tips for survival which are like little tips from living on the road my life you know like um I also lead kind of Rizzo laughter-based yoga classes and embodiment classes. So we like stretch and I like do comedy. Wish I'd done about this. We could have set up the coolest class. Oh really? There was a yoga class tonight at at Princess at seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been so much fun to go do. But anyway, next time, okay. come back. Please come back. I will come and back. We will go to this cool theater and combine all the cool stuff. You oh made. yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, so I, I teach those classes. I also lead creativity circles. You know, I'm always looking for ways that we can, like, feel freer. And I, as I mentioned, like, I was really lucky to grow up in a place where creativity was king. And, like, even with that, I still have hang-ups about being in creative flow. And so I'm always looking for tips and skills of how to, like, get into deep flow, how to, how to access creative projects and bring them to fruition. And, and for my tier two level and higher, I, um, I lead these, uh, quarterly circles where I check in on their projects and we, we have like a, a zoom meeting. Yeah. So Patreon is a way that also like, yeah, I connect with people in a deeper way, you know, like they'll write to me and I'll always write back, you know, because I know they're in my Patreon family. Like, and, and that's meaningful to me. Um, whereas, like, on socials, you know, sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. But, um, yeah, I that's the places you can find me. Those are all the places. Dude, you told me you were going to give me 20 minutes. Oh, we've just been too oh, shy. And you gave me an hour and 20. So oh we, God, we're, pu- we're the punishers tonight. Ugh. Okay. So sorry. Really that. nice to talk to you. Else you no, that was all. I asked my two questions. I always ask plus my Portland question. Yay! I love. I love Portland. Thank you. We're out okay. Bye, guys. Portland's gotten kind of rough. Oh, I know. I know. But it's for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.